starting from the pits i am your host charlotte and today i am with somebody her journey has been absolutely incredible jasmine has broken many boundaries in terms of racing i mean she started karting at the age of 15 she's now 17 and she's looking for a team in formula 3 which is absolutely unreal her skill and her talent is just endless so i hope you enjoy this episode and if you do please don't forget to recommend it to a friend give us a rating it means the world thank you for joining me welcome to this episode of starting from the pits um so i just want to start off with a bit of a different kind of question so you jasmine shaw if you were to tell the world one thing about yourself absolutely anything if the world could only know one thing about you what would it be Wow, that is a, <laughs> a big question <laughs> to start me off with. Um, wow, I've never been asked that before. Um, I think, oh God, I think, first of all, I think a lot of people have the perception that a lot of, like all racing drivers, you know, they've been in it from the start, you know, they've been karting since they were they could walk. Um, and I think for one thing that's a bit different about me is I don't really come from that racing background. Like my yeah. family's never been into racing. Uh, my my dad, like he loved it. He's always been into racing, but he never had that opportunity to go and, you know, achieve that. Um, so I think coming from a very non-racing family, it was it was really hard to get into the, the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it I yeah it just meant that it took me so long to the point where I only started karting about two years ago yep. um so I think a lot of people sort of assume that you know you've got to be in it from for like 10 years and like you so you've got to be karting for 10 years and you've got to you know progress through all the levels and you've got to be like in it from the start and I just yeah I guess I'm sort of here to t- say that that's not the case um I love that um, yeah some people yeah you can B- breaking boundaries <laughs> yeah yeah um, I guess <laughs> yeah so we'll jump into that a bit later on because I've got so many questions about all of your entire career um so tell us a bit more about yeah. you side of racing what do you get up to in your spare time if you have any <laughs> so yeah well um I think I'm unlike a lot of races my age I'm still in full-time education so Mm um doing my GCSEs and now I'm doing A-levels so um and I I spent quite a lot of my time in school I I like I do a lot well as much as I can in school like chess team hockey team like school council like just because because I'm because I've got racing on the side it doesn't mean that um I don't try my hardest at school Mm -hmm. um although it does take up a lot (laughs) of my time um I don't have much free time but I think I do yeah put my all into both aspects of um yeah of my life in that sense so I'm big on sports so I do hockey and netball um but I also sometimes have my own radio show yes um which (laughs) Yeah, so I sometimes go down to my local radio station and have just other people in the industry come on, or sometimes I'll talk about, 
what's going on in F1, what's going on in my racing. Um, and that's only if, if I have a bit of spare time. <laughs> um, so yeah, other than racing and school, it's, it's pretty dull. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that's good. It's keeping that, you, you're living the normal life as well. You're experiencing everything you should mm. do as you're growing up. Yeah, I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in your A-levels? So at the minute, I'm doing maths, economics and psychology. Uh, mm-hmm. I did physics at AES, but I I think because I like cars, I was like, OK, so I'll like engineering. So I'll yeah. like physics. So I did physics at AES and it, <laughs> my logic didn't work. So okay. <laughs> I had to drop that one. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. So my next question was, before you started racing, what kind of hobbies do you do? But obviously hockey and netball. <laughs> Um, and everything else so you started karting at 15 you said competitively being sort of a Mm. late starter in that how did that affect your mindset going into your first race I think it gave people um the ability to have a very like predetermined opinion of how I was going to do um given I was so much yeah less experienced than everyone else um I think in the karting series that I did start in it was for beginners so a lot of the the boys that I was racing against they were like a lot smaller and younger than me which meant they were lighter than me so um it gave so obviously I was it was hard for me um being like double the weight and probably half the speed Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah there was a lot of um opinions on that that it wasn't because you know I was heavier or older it was just because I was bad and (laughs) I think uh for a lot of people it would have been easy to go okay yeah I must be bad it's like it's too late I'm not good enough um but I think I sort of I used that to focus on developing myself as a driver um and I think that sort of taught me quite a quite a good skill as an athlete to you know focus on my performance and just bettering myself as a driver yeah it gives you that resilience doesn't it to to push through when people aren't Mm. the most supportive I love that so (laughs) when you started karting and obviously you you realized that you you weren't bad like people were saying what was sort (laughs) of one moment where you realized that it was it was going somewhere that you could actually do something with this well, um, <laughs> karting was sort of, it was definitely a development year for me because I only did one year of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I remember at the end of the season, um, I didn't know where I'd finished in the, the championships. And um, I like looked it up and I like went online and it said I finished like 10 mm-hmm. out of the, like the whole grid. And I think in my head, I hadn't done that well in the karting season that I did because like it was just a development year I was learning and then I realized that okay no hang on like I came top 10 I came top 10 overall um so I think that was the moment where I was like no hang on okay I'm all right at this (laughs) like I I I even if I don't know if I don't believe in myself at the moment uh I think taking a step back I was like no okay I I can do this and then that was the moment where we were like okay so what's the next step um given I was so old it wasn't going to make sense for me to do more karting so yeah I think that was the moment where I was yeah it gave me a bit of self-belief yeah no I love that 
So obviously during that, you'll have had some lower times, I think, maybe mentally. What is something that you've used to turn those low points into high points? Um, I think, well, going back to the the thing I mentioned before about just focusing on myself as a driver and not comparing myself to others really helps me in moments like that because being coming into the sport so late it was quite hard or, and I was often falling into the traps of like you know well I'm so than this person I'm so than that person and it's like okay but they've got 10 years more experience yeah. um yeah. and I think uh my dad's always been so supportive of me throughout like my whole racing journey it's been me and him um and I think just that mindset of um comparing me to me and no one else um and then having my dad as a <laughs> support to fall back on if that mindset doesn't yeah. work um uh, yeah that's helped me through it so far so who's someone who inspires you in those tough times who is something you look up to and they kind of help you get through um I think well I'm I know most racers will say this, but Lewis Hamilton's always been one of my idols. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like growing up, it was always him like on the TV watching him in the F1 races. Um, but also from a minority point of view, he pushed through it, even though, you know, he was the minority. And when I started karting, I was the only girl, like not just in the series, but like in the whole paddock. Um, and I think even though he was my idol before I think that sort of gave me yeah it gave me something really to relate to with him and seeing how amazing and inspirational he's become now yeah he was definitely a massive role model for me pushing through I love that so you're a Lewis Hamilton fan then yeah <laughs> even if I didn't think so enough yeah um so when you first got that opportunity to be racing in the Fiesta Juniors what was sort of like the biggest change that you felt going from carts to, I guess, regular cars? Yeah, so although I had I'd only done one series of karting, yeah. I had learnt to race in a rear wheel, um, right. a, a rear wheel vehicle. So I think, although it was like already a massive step up going to cars from carts, the fact that it was a front wheel drive car. Um, which like you you wouldn't really get in Ginettas because that's where it will moving to Fiestas was like another added layer of complexity that I had to adapt to um, which it did definitely it's a completely different way of driving and mm -hmm. it's, it's a great skill to have I think um, but yeah it was a big shift <laughs> yeah I can imagine do you have your driving license yet I do now yes do. Um, so I'm 17 at the minute when did you get uh, that a couple months ago yeah okay. I turned 17 in January um but then I had exams so I sort of put it off and then yeah, yeah when I got it <laughs> did you did you have to take any lessons <laughs> well so I in my head I was like I don't need lessons you know yeah. I already drive um but my mum was absolutely like no I you absolutely need lessons because she thought <laughs> I was gonna go out and floor it around because I live in the countryside as well so it's yeah. country lanes thought I was absolutely just gonna wreck it so she was like no you need lessons um and I remember I got she she called my instructor and said just to tell you she she's done a bit of racing before um and he was like oh okay uh um okay that's fine so I got I remember I got in the car the first time I met him and he was like so what do you race and I was like oh it's Ford Fiestas and he was like 
oh, I thought you meant cart. Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, I haven't told you about this time already. <laughs> um, oh so like, he was like, okay, let's just skip to like the final few lessons then. Love um, yeah, save me a lot of money. So yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> How many minors did you get? Did you get any? Were you perfect? This is a funny story. I got um, four minors, I think. Okay, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was quite proud of it actually. Um, but uh, throughout all my lessons and the lessons I did like the day before um, my test, uh, my instructor was like, "You're going too fast. Like, you need to slow down. Like, you need to. You can't just go like right at the speed limit. You need to like slow down." And I was like, "Oh!" And I got it completely in my head. So on the day, I went as slow as I could. So I got four minus for going too fast. <laughs> That's so funny completely the opposite way that is hilarious yeah I know I shouldn't really tell many people that but (laughs) you have recently collected your first trophies take me back to that moment um I think wow well this year has been so frustrating for in many different ways and it's definitely been the unluckiest year I've had in my career so far Mm. um like we've been on for some great results and it's just always ended in a way that's not our fault which is a bit annoying um we did have one good round at Silverstone um where I qualified like fifth out of 25 and I was really hoping that would be the round where I got my first trophy but um yeah I think I finished like eighth or something uh which was really annoying uh because you know me my dad and the whole team have been trying so hard all year and the coaches um and I think coming to the last round, uh, it was it was sort of I'd got in in my head a bit, and I wasn't feeling great, and qualifying just didn't go well for me. So the the getting a podium was like the last thing in my head that was yeah. going to happen. Um, so yeah, when I crossed the line and realised I I was on the podium, I did scream a bit <laughs> on my own fault, as you should. <laughs> but yeah it was amazing it's obviously it's Silverstone am I right in saying it? it was like your best result from a low down to a high place am I right in saying that well Donington Donington was the round before and we were we were quick that around one. there uh I qualified I think 10th out of 26 which was really good for us um but yeah we had issues in the race night to pit so that was a, another unfortunate round yeah. um so yeah going from that to Silverstone it, like even though I didn't get podium it was just a massive yeah. step up from before um and yeah it just gave us all the hope that we needed I think yeah I guess those rounds give you like the the boost that you need and it it gives yeah. you the confidence to get into the next round so yeah no 100% talk to me about testing the F3 car how was I've watched the video and I love the vibes I think <laughs> is it your dad that's in there yeah yeah got... <laughs> I've gathered that now that you've talked about him being there all the time love that yeah. Yeah, talk to me about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was with a fan, uh, a team called Fan GP, mm-hmm. who are really amazing because they support females in motorsport. So, yeah. um, they initially contacted me like months ago, uh, because they were keen for me to test their Formula Ford car. So I went out and uh, did a test day in that, and it was in like torrential rain around Brands Hatch, which it was scary but it was fun and I instantly just fell in love with the single seater side of racing um so yeah they 
then Fern said, well, we run an F3 car um, and you did well in the Formula Ford. So do you want to come and try out the F3 car? And obviously I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we went and tried that around Brands Indy. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely loved it. I got quite good lap times as well. So I think definitely next year we're looking at um, that transition into single seaters. Um, and yeah, that day just sort of, made me fall in love with it even more yeah so similar to the question earlier how did it differ then going back to a single seater from but with something a lot more powerful mm. it was it was definitely like going from the rear wheel to front wheel I then had to you know shift my mindset back into rear wheel which is quite it's quite a big difference um that you wouldn't really expect to be quite that mm -hmm. so big um so yeah I did have to sort of adjust uh back into that different way of driving um it was also very <laughs> very powerful um a bit more than my fiesta <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah I think because I know brands hatch so well mm. and I'd already done the circuit in a single seater before it was it was probably the best place to to do the test day to be honest yeah. and it meant I could just focus on me and the car and just fo yeah focusing on driving it instead of yeah stressing about different things yeah I get you I get you what do you think it is about you that makes you such a versatile driver because obviously you got into the F3 car and you just clicked with it you were getting times that were similar to those who have been racing in them for years so what do you think it is about you that just clicks Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, you're um, meant to boost yourself up here. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't know. I think I coming in at such an old old age, I think it's meant I've had to learn to adapt really quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've done, I did, I did one single, uh, one season in karting. Um, then I only did like one season in the Mark 6, then one season in the Mark 7. And I've just constantly been like, I've never done two seasons in the same yeah. car or cart so I think I've sort of yeah I've really had to learn how to adapt quickly um to be competitive and I think um yeah that's maybe why I can yeah I, I was able to perform quite well that first time in the F3. And then obviously you're getting quite a name for yourself especially on say social media people love your TikToks and things like that. <laughs> So you obviously got attention from Alpine and they reached out to you to give you a private tour. What was one thing you learned from that tour that you may not have known before you went there? Well, I I guess I didn't know. Um, what I got to find out is a bit about like, um, I got to sort of see every different department. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I was actually quite surprised that the drivers actually train there in the HQ because yeah. I thought they would have like their separate like Alpine place. But it was really cool. I got to let like, go in and actually see where nice. all the drivers train. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I was sort of blown away by all of it. I, <laughs> I, I was, like, Fair I, enough. I'll be the same. I obviously like didn't know much about how you make an F1 car before. Uh, I think the whole experience was just amazing to me really how was it for you when they first reached out did you have like a full-on meltdown moment like oh my god <laughs> well it was sort of um it was 
someone we knew that worked at Alpine um, said that they'd be quite keen to get me in there and show me around Mm -hmm. Um, and then off the back of the tour I then got the opportunity to go there and work there for a week which was awesome it was amazing Um, and yeah I got so I got to work in like all the different departments uh, like powertrain strategy you know I got to see um all of it and they were all so friendly and amazing it was yeah an unbelievable experience what was your favorite department I think um I loved the strategy department Mm -hmm. I loved because I got to go in like the comms room and see they ran like um a simulated race and stuff and like I just fell in love with like the data and the analysis and stuff because I think in my own racing I've I'm always like first to like get on the computers and be analyzing my data from the races um and I think getting to see that on such a big scale I was just like no it was amazing (laughs) yeah yeah but the whole thing was yeah I can imagine um so last few questions now um can you tell us of any exciting plans that you might have coming up for 2024 yeah 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 um so like I said we are sort of looking to move into single seaters mm-hmm. um and I think that being said with the short well short time-ish goal of hopefully getting to F1 Academy Love that. Um, so yeah I think moving to some series like the F3 or you know maybe GB4 some things we're considering um and yeah it was now that we're in the off season with really yeah trying to figure out which direction we're gonna take to get there yeah I think it was great as well F1 Academy was aired over the weekend did you get a chance to watch it I didn't because I was <laughs> racing myself which was so <laughs> annoying it was I was really annoyed about it um but I've been I've been to watch them at Paul oh, Ricard right. um so I did I I have seen them before and I always like catch up on the highlights and stuff but it was just annoying the one time they were live streamed yeah. I was racing myself but yeah it was it was an amazing opportunity for them and yeah I'm so happy for the series 100% agree um so like I said obviously looked into your story and I can't help but just it's so inspiring to see you just breaking those boundaries like I said at the beginning <laughs> what is one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody in a similar position to you I think don't let other people tell you your boundaries like or tell you what you can do because like you are the only person that knows what you can achieve and sometimes even you don't know what you can achieve and I think listening to other people try and like limit you is the worst thing you can do because I had no idea that when I was 15 that I could go and do what I'm doing now and that's just because I I didn't listen to what everyone had to say about me I didn't listen to the fact them all talking like I, I had no experience you know I'm the only girl here didn't listen to any of it and I think yeah I'm so happy that I did because I wouldn't be here where I am today that's perfect I think that was a wonderful way to end this good conversation um so I'll just do the little outro and then I'll stop recording and then we can have a quick chat um so just a huge thank you for coming on I think it's truly inspiring to see somebody like you just come in and break the rules and 
show everybody that it's it doesn't have to be done the traditional way and there is a place for everybody in this industry so thank you very much jasmine thank you for having me no worries Thank you.